What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited you joined me today because we have another very special guest today. We are so lucky and privileged to have Jeff Russell on the show. Jeff is a best-selling author, speaker, business owner, and the founder of six companies. Jeff teaches entrepreneurs how to unchain themselves from the daily grind by creating a business that runs without them. His latest book, Fire Yourself First, provides a four-step plan to free up time and allow business owners to do what they love next. Guys, we are so lucky to have his wisdom and his expertise and that he's going to share it with us today. So let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Jeff, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here today. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. I am so excited to uh, chat with you today. Awesome. It's uh, it's always fun to be able to get in and jam on some stuff that is near and dear to my heart. And that is being able to get a business that runs without you. Oh my goodness. This is such a valuable topic. We're going to get to that, but we've got to start with your backstory. We've got to start with how in the world did you end up here? How did this thing end up getting choreographed together to end up in this space where you're doing all the cool stuff you're doing? You know, interestingly enough, um, I grew up an army brat. My dad was in the army. We moved around. So did I grow up with a silver spoon? Not at all. So no money at all. Our big going out for five-star meal was going to the McDonald's at another town, right? Because our town was so small to have one. And so (laughs) I grew up, right? Structure. um, This is what we do. We work hard. We serve others. And that has really been, you know, everything I did. Uh, My parents didn't go to college, so they wanted me to, my brother and I, so we did. And when you go to college, it's like, yeah, you go there to get a good job. So I was, you know, I worked hard, top of the class. I got hired with Xerox. So back then in the late 80s, they were, you know, they were on fire, right? Like they invited the the mouse, GUI, um, a lot of great techs came out of the Xerox. And so, yeah, I was on, like, I'm like, this is a dream job. It was awesome. Um, but I guess what happened is, you know, that lasted so many years, maybe five, six years. And then I'd find that I get like bored quickly. <laughs> and so, and I got not fired, but I got laid off a lot, right? Because I was a star employee. I worked really hard, except I didn't really love kind of, the daily grind of in, of working in corporate America, uh, right. but that's what you're supposed to do. Right. I didn't know. None, I knew nothing else. And one of my last packages. So this one was a really good one, right? Because I was high up the food chain. So I got a year salary and they also uh, paid for career counseling. And so to get, you know, get a help with your resume, uh, help with your interview skills. So I did that. And one of the counselors came back and said, you know, Jeff, you actually probably shouldn't get another job. You should go work for yourself. 
I'm like, I didn't even know that was a problem. Like that was an option. I no right. clue. And so I'm like, okay, well, what would I do? Because I don't know how to start a business. And they led me to this uh, business opportunity, which was how to be a leasing broker, an equipment leasing broker. Wow. And with that, you basically paid a lot of money. It was like $10,000. And for me, that was a lot of money back then. But I went to their campus. I spent uh, four days there learning the ins and outs. They helped me, uh, coached me along, made the connections. And I started doing that. And so that was, I was my own boss, right? Now it was a tough grind because I was making a hundred calls a day, right? Wow. Just cold calls out. And I'm one of those systems guys. You tell me, do this over and over again, and I'm going to do it. And I didn't realize that being one of those systems guys is actually one of the keys to firing yourself and having your business run without you. Right. But, and I think that and growing up in an army family, kind of with that structure and sure. regimentation really kind of guided me there. And that's where I started. And that was 20 years ago. And I haven't looked back. Holy cow. It's a baptism by fire. You know, you just got thrown in and started going. I love that. I love that. I feel like there's a, there's so many of us entrepreneurs that sort of took that path and that journey where it was like, okay, I guess this is what's right for me, but holy cow, this sounds painful. It might even be a little painful. Talk to us a little bit about that journey. I mean, in a hundred calls a day, a lot of people don't have the uh, wherewithal to to have that kind of uh, discipline to do that. Do you feel like that came from the the military upbringing? I, I'm sure part of it did. And the other part is when we were in remote bases, so we weren't in big cities, right? That's not where right. most of the army bases were. So I had to kind of figure stuff out for myself. And so I read a lot. I went to the library a lot. Sure. And so even for the last 20 years, I've been reading six business books a, a month and I just kind of absorb everything, whatever I need to learn. That's what I did. At first, I went to the library to get my job at Xerox. I had to use a Macintosh and I didn't even know what that was. Right. This is like in the late 80s. So I went to the local library and I got a book on how to use a Macintosh. Because <laughs> nice. I was supposed to do. And so it didn't even dawn on me not to do that because this is way before the Internet. Right. Sure. That was like just see flashing. Like there was nothing going on. So you want to learn something, you went to the library. So I wow. went there and I learned that. And I've learned that and I've kept that in mind. When I started to want to get better at sales, I would read books on sales, right? Jeffrey sure. Gitmore and um, Swim with the Sharks, Harthy McKay. Like that is kind of what my, the, the first thing is, if you're in business, you got to sell. You got right. to be comfortable with selling. You've got to make sure you're feel that the value you're giving, they can't live without. And so you should really, really love your product or your business that you're in. You know, it's got to be there. Otherwise, that passion, that energy doesn't flow through to the customer and they don't really feel that you're being authentic about it. Right. And so as I kind of grew, uh, and it was hard, right? Like, I'm like, this is not, I didn't think it was going to work. We were literally, I did that for four months straight. And didn't get one deal, one commission, didn't make any money. And then I financed this doctor and he was, uh, he was in um, uh, Manhattan and he was a dermatologist and he was building the first medical spa 
and since then there's thousands of them. Right. And he was doing this equipment and I got a $10,000 check for doing that one deal, which paid for like, I'm like, Oh, okay. I just really need to do one deal a month and I'm good. So <laughs> it, it took me four months to get that one check. But once I did, I learned very quickly that doctors get money very easily. All they have to do is sign their name and they get the equipment they need. And it was easy. I was calling all these business owners, small businesses, trying to grind it through. And if you're a small business and you're trying to get a lease, it's difficult. They want like 12 years of financial. So, you know, I'm being flippant. They want three, but, you know, they want a lot of documentation. They want personal histories, credit bureaus. They want everything. Well, the doctor, no, there's none of that. Just sign your name pretty much, right? Make sure they verify you are a doctor and then you're good. So I learned quickly, if I find doctors, I get paid a lot of money very quickly. So that's all <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to finance doctors. So right. follow the money is tip two. So if you don't know anything, go read a book. And then once you do and you're in and you're starting to have that deal flow, then you want to really follow where the easy money is, the check writers. So sometimes the easy money isn't a bad thing. It's your right audience. It's the right customer for you. If it's easy to do that sale, that transaction, then you've actually found the right customer, your ideal customer. And I've kind of ridden that wave six companies later. Sure. I love that. And what are, uh, I'd love to talk a little bit more and dig into, you know, you're talking about the right audience. And I, I feel like a lot of people throw around this concept of niching in. And I think there's a lot of fault to it when you talk right. about it from a perspective of the general paradigm on social media. But it sounds to me like as you're talking about this, you know, I love the the concept of following that easy money and finding that right audience, which I, I know sounds a lot like niching in, but talk to us about finding that right audience because you you also connected it earlier to doing something you love so that you can be in alignment. So I, I can see there's a little bit more in that connection. I'd, let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah. And I think that comes from service. And sure. I think that's a good thing for you to think about is that the reason I do what I do is to help people all the way. I created my own or developed my own personal purpose statement many years ago. And my purpose is to make a positive difference in people's lives by encouraging them to see beyond what they can see now by serving as their guide. So if I can help them get financing, if I can help educate them, if I can help them in any way, that is fulfilling for me and it's helping them. The money is a side effect that if you help people by providing them what they want, in a nice package that's easy for them, they'll pay you to do that. It's very simple. You don't want to be the commodity, right? I tried to package everything together, two or three things together that only I could offer. And I also went into it sincerely to help them because I knew the money would come. So I wasn't worried. It was never about the, the focus can't be about the money when you start your business or you run your business. Uh, you can't run a business without money, right? That's the fuel. But it, in order to build that ideal customer, that client, that um, that customer base, you really do need to lean into them and really under and ask questions. 
right? Why did you choose us, right? What brings, you know, it's, and you learn, oh, because you just made it easy for me. If you make things easy for people, people will pay you more than the basics, right? They'll pay you really well. So that, uh, so go into it for the right reason. doesn't matter what the product or service is that you have. It does not matter as all, at all. Just make sure that you have prepared it in the customer's eyes that it's of great value and they can't get it anywhere else, exactly how you position it. I love that. And you, you talked about developing that purpose statement uh, ages ago. And I feel like in today's maybe fast-paced internet world, I feel like a lot of businesses pop up and a lot of new owners and a lot of new entrepreneurs pop up and they go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that later. I'll get that purpose thing down later. Let's let's get these t-shirts sold. Let's get these widgets built and and on the market. And we need SEO, you know, <laughs> or whatever whatever the thing might be, right? So, can you talk a little bit about about the value of that purpose statement and and how you might go about creating that? Yeah, and in my book, Fire Yourself First, uh, I have go into this in great depth. Because here, let's jump to today, for example. I was offered $10 million for one of my businesses. So I'm like, it was a fair valuation, and should I take it? And all technical, financial, yes, I should take this. But I love that business, and I actually didn't have a clue what I would do after. If I didn't have a clear purpose on helping people, then I may have made that sale and felt like crap after because I didn't know what's next. What? What am I going to do? And so the widget, the SEO, the AI interface language that you're creating, that's just a, that's just a vehicle, right, for you. Most people start businesses to have more time and more freedom, more freedom to spend time with their family and more financial freedom. So what are you going to do to help kind of make that a reality? And don't make it a job. Like if only you're doing it, then you have a job. You don't actually have a business. And so one of the first things I want people to think about, and if you have a new business or you've been doing business for 30 years, who not you? Okay, who's going to do everything in the business is not going to be you. Because what happens, you know, there's the what happens if you hit by a bus. I can't tell you how many people I know in my life, in my career that have had catastrophic health emergencies and that have been running a business. Now, all of a sudden, they can't be in it day to day. So let's just pretend that that happened. Let's pretend you choose to do it because now you want to spend time with your family, right? So a medical emergency didn't happen. And so this could happen. So who not you should be kind of your mantra going into it. And your purpose, uh, if you go to our website, fireyourselffirst.com, at the bottom, I have a free download tool, and it's called the Clarity Map. And it actually helps you, and it's free, like it's, it's in the book as well, right? In the first, it's the first section. Uh, but you can download this download right now and kind of go work through it, and it'll help guide you through your purpose. Because your purpose has to be bigger than you. It has to really take into account everyone you care about and love. So your family, your friends, your could be colleagues, what it could be your customers as well. Like I really like my customers a lot. They're a lot of fun. So 
Why wouldn't I want to have that? So uh, the clarity map, get your purpose set. It's really important. And then as long as you're meeting the needs of your customer, then it, your purpose should be congruent. Like mine's to help guide people. So it's always going to be educational. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. You know, as you, as you have been talking you know, and, and you brought up fire yourself first, which I hope everybody goes and starts to take a look at. Uh, but in it, you also talk about unchaining themselves from the daily grind. Let's talk a little bit more about how to accomplish that. I mean, it sounds for, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, like a little pie in the sky, like, oh yeah, right. You know, what happened to, you know, the old, uh, mentality like hard work and I'm going to, nobody's going to outwork me. And so how do I unchain myself from that? Uh, if, if I have that hard work mentality. Yeah. And that, and I had that, right. I was 60, 80 hours a week, right. Up yeah. to a few years ago, I would always find something to occupy my time. Right. So it, I'd research something, look something up, you know, and it was never, you know, it never left early. You have to really, you know, I made, I set a goal for myself three years ago that I was going to work 10 days a month and that's what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. No idea. So when you set goals like that, you shouldn't know how, like it'll come to you. And so it started working maybe 20 days a month, right? So I'm just going to work 20 days a month. So I'm going to take that last five days and I'm just not going to work one week a month. And then if I did that, what changes do I need in my business for that to happen? That's when you really get into the processes and systems. Do, are they working? If you can't leave for a week or a two-week vacation and have people coming and touching back, you know, can you answer this? Can you help me with that? Then you've created the wrong environment, right? I want people to actually want to look up any issue that they don't know. Right. So when I'm hiring people, like I have an 11 step hiring guide in there, too. So it ties into sometimes you don't have the right people in your current business. You have to kind of let them go to grow into another business. And I'll bring in people that actually are prepared, come to work with batteries installed, fully charged, ready to go and do the processes and systems. So you have to have something that they know clearly what they need to do. The other thing I find is most employees know their job description, but they don't know really what's expected of them. So I've created scorecards for each role. So they know this is the three things they need to do every day when they come to work, right? If they're in accounts receivable or payable or, you know, doing um, deliveries, they know what their numbers are. They're all different for each role. So when you have employees that know what their requirements are and what's expected of them, then they kind of self-guide themselves. If you don't have the right team in place, it's extremely difficult to fire yourself from the job. You're going to get dragged in. And some people, they love that. Like I had one employee that just, they love that. They want, they knew the answer, but they wanted to bring me in every, are you sure, you know, is this the right, like, you know this, you've been with me for 10 years, you know exactly. But there is a thing where when I wanted to fire myself, that one person wasn't going to work. So we had to make a shift there. So right. you have to have the right team in place. So you may have the right team in place already. Awesome. Start kind of, you know, every, the last week of every month or take every Friday off or take every Friday and Monday off. 
you're doing strategy, you're kind of thinking forward, and you don't want to be uh, bothered by your uh, company. And so you can start small. So did I get to 10 days in, oh, yeah, I'm going to start 10 days tomorrow? No, it was kind of a process. Probably took six to nine months. My next goal next year is five days a month. And I have six companies that I'm running, right? So I have, you know, there's strategy, there's culture. That stuff has to be done by you. It's the leader. Yeah, no doubt. And and what a challenging thing to do. But there's so much value in being able to remove yourself for so many different reasons. And I love that, that you mentioned you, you have six companies, uh, you're, you, they take attention. That's, there's no doubt about it. Each of them have their own life. They have their own uh, needs. And, and sometimes you are the only one, but I do love how you pointed out that you need to put the pieces in place. And so I just want to point that out for everybody listening. Like you got to put the pieces in place for the people to make the decisions without you. And the better you get at that, the easier it is to, to unchain yourself. I think that's awesome. Let's, let's dig in a little bit here and talk. Uh, We've already kind of alluded to it and we've already sort of uh, just sort of skirted around the edges for fire yourself first. Uh, This is uh, your, new book. I'm not sure how new it is, but uh, a couple months, a couple months. That's amazing. Uh, And so we're right on the, right on the beginning of it and uh, being released to everybody. So talk to us more about the inspiration for the book and, and kind of the overall whole of what's in it. I know we've kind of touched on a a few things in there, but let's dig into that. So I think one of the triggers of the book was the big $10 million. What would I do? And I really thought, I love the business. I love everybody in it. I love the customers. I love everything. So what else would I do? And I'm like, I have no idea. So why (laughs) do I need to sell it? Oh, because you're supposed to build up a company. You're supposed to exit at the right multiple. It's like, well, who said that? Right. I've been taught that since I've been, and I've been a member of various business groups, right? EO, uh, Vistage and all that. And that's kind of the model, right? You build your company up and then you sell it. I'm like, who says you have to sell it? And I love the company. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a self-running company, an autonomous company that runs without me. And I'm going to choose when and what capacity that I'm going to be involved. And what had happened with that is I ended up getting an ATM, right? So this company is just generating money, whether I'm there or not. I'm here chatting with you, but we're making money over here on these other businesses. I have no idea what they're actually doing, but like, um, because I'm not that into the weeds like I used to know exactly what they were doing right and one of the benefits that I I did I didn't mention specifically but if you do want to sell your business if your business does not require you to run your business valuation goes up tremendously right so you can go from a two-time valuation to a 10 times valuation so you literally having the ego to want to be in the business because you're actually dragging your business down the valuation when you go to sell, because now it's actually not worth as much because you're a critical component of it. So you should do yourself a a favor to increase the valuation. So when you go to sell, whether it's for your family or your legacy or what you want to do with your business, it's worth more. And it could be worth 10 times more if you're not required to be in it. 
And so I just looked at it. I'm a simple guy. I like three or four steps and then that's it. No more, nothing complicated here. So I just look back and I'm like, well, how did I fire myself? And 11 years ago, I started a business and I had a full-time job and my partner had a full-time job. And we're like, well, we can't do this. So what are we going to do? Oh, we'll hire someone to do everything. But first we'll create the instruction manual, like the standard operating procedures, give them this book so they know in every situation what to do. So in your existing business, if you want to fire yourself first, you need to get someone to write, document all of the procedures. Everything that happens in that business needs to be in standard operating procedures, SOPs. It's a standard format in business. And so that if somebody else comes in, they know exactly what to do. It's like if you bought a Subway sandwich franchise, they don't just like, hey, go there. No, they give you a big, huge book and then everything is exactly the same. You know where the the olives are in the same spot. The pickles are in the same spot. Everything's exactly structured. So anyone can come in and start making those sandwiches. Same thing for your business. I want anyone to be able to come in and run the business and that I'm not critical. So you have to get out of your head that, you've you've built it it's awesome it's now you want to actually go to the next level and there's a lot more opportunity this is the time you give back right like i i volunteer i've built orphanages in india i've done a lot of things i wouldn't have been able to do before because i was grinding it and it's like business has been going for 20 years why am i still grinding it right because i didn't know what else to do right right i love that Well, guys, this is a a great opportunity to go check out. I'll put it here for those of you watching uh, on the screen. Fire yourself first and uh, go check it out. Uh, Not only that, but Jeff has provided some cool resources there as well for you. And so you you definitely want to go and take advantage of that. It's a a great opportunity. Uh, Jeff, we're so privileged and lucky to have you join us today. And And I just value all of the... Uh, wisdom that you've shared with us. Uh, can you leave us with, uh, before we head out, can you leave us with some words of wisdom uh, to kind of uh, leave us on our journey? Yeah, and journey is actually a good word because that's what it is. And so as I kind of move through my operating business and turn them into ATMs, what do I do with that money? I actually created a family office. Now that family office has some um, charity work and as well, it's going to take care of my future generations. So my advice to you is as you build the business, are you looking big enough into the future of what this business is capable of doing and helping you, your family, your colleagues, and anyone you want to help. So if there's a charity that's dear to your heart, you'll be able to help them. So the sooner you get out, and to me, that's way more exciting than the grind. So you have to have that next kind of shiny object a little bit. And so I uh, think of what you can do and where you can take your business and let it grow. And you don't need to be in it day to day. I love that. Well, that's awesome. I am so excited to be able to share this with everybody. Guys, go check it out, fireyourselffirst.com and, uh, and see what Jeff has there for you to offer. Guys, as usual, I'm so privileged that you're here listening. Don't forget, you got to keep choreographing your business, all angles, all ends. Every business needs choreography. We'll see you guys on the next episode. 
Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.